It's Halloween season again, time for the Satanic Temple and Salem's witchy tourism and Amelia nearly getting to work on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Sort of. Oh, and did you catch our All the Horror bonus episode? We were glad to provide an audio to the podcast subscribers, but the live stream was pretty visually fabulous. So you should take a few minutes to swing by the YouTube channel and take a peek at how cute we all were. But anyway... Halloween. Let's get creepy. the other day you know sometimes it's like um you know like things from your life that you remember like vaguely when they took place but you don't remember necessarily like exactly what year or whatever yeah half my life yeah i totally (laughs) yeah well you know we've we've talked before about you know we've talked about bad roommates and things and i've i've mentioned before this one particular roommate that i had who was kind of a whore Mm-hmm. S- somewhat uh and you know there were always there were always guys sniffing about you know there are always there are always guys coming around trying to bang my roommate you know yeah and i re- and i guess she was cute but i can picture her in my mind but i guess i'm kind of biased that i don't know but apparently she was hot <laughs> you know i i i don't i mean she I don't, I don't swing, I mean, I swing sl- very slightly in that direction. She, I wouldn't go for her. Yeah. You know, apparently women that looked like the lead singer of Ario Speedwagon would go for her because that, <laughs> when she decided to be a lesbian, when she decided oh, she'd only date so women, funny. that was the one she went with. <laughs> oh. Fabulous. Like, really? That's where you're going? <laughs> Because, God, I mean, when she first said, I'm only going to date women from now on, I was like, I was really thinking that that could potentially be something awesome. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that? Really? Anyway. I mean, you know, her taste yeah. in men was better than that. I was hoping you know, her like, taste uh, in women would so be Does she have, like, a, a kinky perm and a nose that looks like a pickle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a perm, but it was some terrible, it was some unfortunate hair. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, but anyway, so there was, but there was this period where there was this guy sniffing around who my memory was that, and it was during a period where, um, at that point I was, I had just started a job that was seasonal and I would kind of go in and out of like being on unemployment. I wasn't working consistently all the time. And so at that particular time, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't working very steadily and this guy who i thought was sort of cute and i never really got much of a feeling that she thought he was that cute but you know as long as he was as long as a guy was paying attention to her i guess that was he had a wiener and he bought her drinks (laughs) yeah you know as long as as long as he was willing to worship her to the level at which she felt was appropriate you know 
Anyway, uh, so she was not working. That's also the other, you know, the other bad mm-hmm. roommate aspect was that she was living in my house with no job and running up all my bills and not contributing in any way to the household. I mean, that's, you know, that's a major yeah, portion yeah. of why why the bad roommate status. I mean, you can be you can be as big a whore you want as long as you pay your fucking bills, but I yeah, this that was, you know, that was a problem cuz I was fucking broke. I had a hard enough time paying my part of the bills and then she was paying absolutely nothing. So, you know. So he was talking about how he was working on a movie and he kept talking about how he needed an assistant and um, he kept offering her this job to be his assistant working Mm -hmm. on this movie and she was just not interested. But the job was to be he was doing special effects on what was this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just, I'll just mention that what I, what I looked up recently, because um, I realized the other day that the particular, because there are so goddamn oh, many. Oh, yes, there are. And I, I have seen them. I think I've seen them all. I have not, because as far as I'm concerned, there's like a few that matter, and the rest of them are irrelevant. Well, you know me, I watch everything of everything. Oh, I know. (laughs) But this particular one is significant. Uh, 1995's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. Starring... The, at the time unknown, Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe this was back when Renee Zellweger was still um, a waitress at the Titty Bar uh, Sugars, I think, where a friend of ours worked. And I don't, oh, I don't know. Oh, Sugars. I, I'm I don't actually, that's I don't the only Titty was, Bar I've actually been into. Because our friend worked there. And I don't God, think, it was fun. I don't think our friend was there in that year, though. In no, she, she was wasn't not. there yet because she was still in school. I think at that point. Anyway, um, but yeah, so he was um doing special effects on that Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, and my roommate was not interested in working mm-hmm. with him on that. But. I was frequently in the room while these conversations were happening and I was like, I'm not working right now. I I would enjoy doing special effects on a horror movie because like ever since I was a kid, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And you have a blatant interest background in it and you yeah. were always creative. Yeah. Anyway. And even though I never actually did it, I was such a fan of that and I read so much about that sort of thing that I knew how shit worked and I knew how it was done. I had just never put my hands on it before. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, I I knew about air bladders and liquid latex and such things. Although actually at the time I had worked some at a costume shop and I had done I had sold makeup which included mm-hmm. things like liquid latex and things. I had 
very, very minor, very minor uh, exposure to products. Anyway, but there was one time when um, he wanted her to come over to his house. And so I drove her because she didn't have a car. So I got to go to his house, which was filled with his projects and Mm -hmm. stuff he was working on for that movie. And I mean, the main thing I remember apart from just shelves and shelves covered with latex appliances and pieces of things was a human headless, limbless torso hanging on a meat hook in the middle of a room. Oh, how fabulous. And I just, I mean, you don't forget that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't, you don't forget walking into someone's house. And that's just there, you know? And so, you know, when I when I decided the other night to figure out so which which chainsaw movie was this and, and looked it up and and figured out which one it was, and then I went to IMDB and I looked at the and I and I won't say what his name is, mm-hmm. but you know, people can go to IMDB. They just yeah. heard me say which one it was. And they can look through the staff. The, you know, the special yeah. effects staff. And they can guess, maybe, which one it was. <laughs> but I will say that the that the guy has worked on quite a few movies. And damn it. Because damn it, if he would have done the right thing, your life would have gone a totally different direction. Because you totally would have stuck with him. And that would have been so cool. I mean, now granted, it it probably wouldn't have been my career because I don't know how much work I would have gotten and I probably wouldn't have moved away and I probably, you know, who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, come on. I mean, shit, I would have fucked him probably, but he wasn't interested in me. (laughs) I mean, that's the, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is he wasn't going to offer me the job because he didn't want to fuck me. Yeah. Even though you were totally more qualified and actually interested in it. Yes. In both the job and yeah. the fucking, probably. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But he didn't really need an assistant. I think that was just... I think, <laughs> I think that's probably true. That's yes. probably true. Uh, the bitchin' booty. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could play on their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do, do that. I think we should do it right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... Blah, I can't do it now. <laughs> Look, I can't speak. Too much pressure. Right, I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most... Bitchin' Boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one, we could play it in ass. Yeah, go. yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, off What you do go. you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> So you have two separate connections. Yes. Connections to Connection. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. My that and my my dear my dear sweet friend Bill Johnson. Yep. Who yep. 
I think I've talked about this before, but it's yeah, been a while, yeah. so I'll sell it again. That yeah. um, who was um, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, and I did not know for a long, long time that every Saturday morning for a couple of years mm-hmm. before I realized he and I were in the same dance class together mm-hmm. every Saturday morning. And he and I were both kind of the back left corner of the room. And he, I stood behind him and he is a very large hulking yeah. man <laughs> as one can imagine the guy playing Leatherface, And just him and me just sweating a lot yeah. <laughs> in the back of a dance studio every Saturday now, and did the, I ever go with you when he was there? Because I don't remember. I kind of feel like by the time I started dragging people to those classes with me, I don't think I was standing at the back anymore. I think that was oh, after okay. No, I'm just curious. So it's possible, but I don't. I feel like that was later because that was when that was when the other. I think you started going after the studio changed hands with the new owner. When, oh, okay, yeah, when, okay. Uh, when it was bought by the new owner, but um, but the I, very the very I was first year, thinking about that place the other day, and I was surprised like how much I remember going with you and how many people I remember from there. Isn't that weird? Oh my god, I still I still keep in touch with a lot of yeah, people from there. Yeah. I made a lot of good friends there. I have friends on Facebook from there. Yep. Anyway, yep, absolutely. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, but I was Derail. I was going to say the, the very <laughs> that was one of the things that was so much fun about the very first Texas Frightmare weekend. The first year we went to Texas Frightmare, that was actually the first time that I walked up to him because I, you know, I was used to standing behind him. Yeah, like yeah. we I would we would see each other every Saturday, but we didn't really interact. And then at the con, I just walked right up to him. I said. I know you, but I know you in a way that nobody else here knows you. <laughs> and he thought that was so Did he funny. recognize you? After I pointed it out, he totally knew who I was. Yeah. And we just, we just, he just gave me this big hug and it was so, it was just like, oh my God, it was so great. You could best. totally milk that and totally somehow come up with more stories than there are to be a low-level guest at a low-level con because of your tenuous connection to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Because you know there are some guests at these low-level cons. Well, I knew somebody (laughs) whose cousin was so-and-so who talked about it once, and they'll be a guest. (laughs) Well, yeah. Hey, and I you mean, can you go know, to a panel. <laughs> I could, I could have almost had a part in Nailgun Massacre too, but it yes. just didn't happen. Those guys totally would have put me in Nailgun Massacre too. Oh, I remember that. Didn't they have a contest to be in it? Yeah, they had a, they had a, they had a raffle. Oh, but, that's but, no, I don't remember. Did we buy tickets for it, or was it that if we bought the if we no, bought the no, movie, we, then we'd be in the? No, because that was a that was a buying tickets for the raffle. The first the first year of Frightmare was when um, every single time I walked past their table, they begged me to buy the movie, and they kept upping the ante of of all the things they'd give me if I bought it. <laughs> and I'm surprised they didn't offer me a walk on part in Nailgun Massacre Two just for buying the movie the first time. <laughs> Because that was like every single one of them autographed it. I mean, they it, it was just 
you know. Well, they loved I got, you. They loved me. They basically pledged their undying love to me. Well, you know, because, because of, you know, movie. scenes in the movie, they're into the bazooms. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> and damn it, everything about the first year of Frightmare, it was just the happiest, friendliest time that ever, any convention in the history of cons. Oh, my gosh. Nothing yeah, has was ever fabulous. been like that. No. I still, I still can't get over it. I still can't get over the fact that I got to tell Herschel Gordon Lewis what a goddamn inspiration he was. The, yeah. the guy who made 2000 Maniacs. The yeah. guy who made the Gore Gore Girls. <laughs> I got to tell him what an incredible inspiration he was as an independent filmmaker. And that con, <laughs> there was a lot more. I mean, I guess the guests of Fright Me are always like somewhat accessible because they're just there in the dealer's room and you just wait in line to go up to them. Mm-hmm. But they seemed way more accessible at this con because it was, it, even though it was huge, it wasn't huge enough. You could just go up and talk to somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, without my God. waiting in line. And don't you remember, like, I talked to Tom Savini and I was broke at that point, but he signed my DVD anyway. Oh, he was he was totally you know? more than happy to talk to me and take a picture with me, even though I didn't have any money left. You yeah. know, and so, yeah. yeah, and that was like going up and just talking to Brinky Stevens. And yeah, it was like oh. that doesn't happen anymore unless you want to wait in line. Yeah. For an hour with 75 bucks in your hand. <laughs> I would love like a reunion of although I mean, God, how many of us are still around? from the first like everyone who was at the actual first frightmare a lot of the guests aren't even around anymore no but but that would be really fun oh my god best con ever and we were there yes we were good memories good memories (laughs) good good times (laughs) the year of self-care won't keep you from the Halloween fun for too long. I just want to remind you of something having to do with self-care. Because I know you're tired. I'm tired. Pitney's tired. We're all tired. But just tuck this away. Keep it in your pocket for later. It's better to do something than to do nothing. That's it. Because shit is really overwhelming sometimes. Don't look at the huge pile. Look at that one thing you can actually handle. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. Is the sink full of dishes taunting you? Maybe just wash that one bowl that you need to use right now. Can't bring yourself to exercise? Roll around on your bed and twist and stretch in every direction. Feel like you don't have the energy to really brush your teeth right now? Well, swish some mouthwash around in there and at least kill a bunch of germs. And then take that nap. Naps are awesome. You can do more stuff tomorrow. Or not. It's okay. There ain't no chore police coming over. 
Yes. Do you have Hulu? Of course I do. Okay. We have, like, all the things, I think. Yes. I watched this documentary movie last night that was so fabulous. Oh, my God. Okay. And it's called Hail Satan. (gasps) Why do I not know this? And Hail Satan with a question mark. Ooh. Because you know I love Satan. I mean, I can't even believe that I don't know this. Oh, my God. Okay. And I think what made this documentary come into existence was, do you remember a couple years ago, there was the big thing about the Ten Commandments statues that they wouldn't take down, and so... Oh, in uh, Oklahoma, I think. Yeah. Yes! Was it Oklahoma or Arkansas or whatever the fuck it was? I feel like it was Oklahoma. But they're kind of, I mean, they're sort of the same. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then so they decided that they were going to, well, if they were going to have the goddamn Ten Commandments, and they were going to put up a statue of Baphomet. Yes, which is awesome. A Baphomet with two little children, if I remember. Yes, yes. yes. Gorgeous. Which is actually a beautiful statue, It really actually. is. It's it fantastic. really is a gorgeous statue, yeah. I would totally have a little one of it in my room, except my mom. Baphomet's so out, but... cute. Baphomet, there's like little stuffed Baphomets. Like on Etsy, there's people who make like little oh. cute plushy ones. Oh, they're fantastic. I love them. But I need, I want a Baphomet statue anyway. Totally. So this movie was about that, but it was also about the Temple of Satan okay. as opposed to the Church of Satan. Oh, the Satanic Temple as opposed to the, the Church Satanic of Satan. Temple yes. as opposed to the Church of Satan. Right. It was so interesting, and you could tell the filmmaker was completely sympathetic to the Satanists. As they should be. Because it was all about how do they really worship Satan as an entity? Of course the fuck not. Because they're basically a political organization. It's a political organization to say, you know, fuck you to Christian patriarchy. Right. And fuck you to saying that America is a Christian nation because it's fucking not. And it's, and, but it was all about the temple of Satan and how they came into existence and interviewing all these people and the political things that they've done and the freedom of religion and and so much of it was focused on this right-wing Christian Republican outrage over stuff that they were doing and it was almost that it was made to mock these Republican Christians and it was fabulous oh my god that's wonderful and they didn't even say anything about these stupid republican christians they just showed footage of them talking well yeah that's so interesting because i'm assuming god was were they stupid well of course they were (laughs) and it's so interesting that you bring that you bring that up because just recently uh the satanic temple um really mobilized and i didn't um I didn't get a chance to really look into what they did, but I know that because of the shit, the shit going down in Texas with basically banning abortion, Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, if you're listening to us, 
and you're not pro-choice, go the fuck away. Yeah, you're um, the wrong show. You're, you're the wrong, wrong fucking show. Uh, I don't even know why you're here. Yeah. Um, if if you don't want to go away, change change your mind. Realize that you're fucking wrong. Change your mind. Um, but because really, uh, because what what's beautiful? I just opened up this article that I had, I had sent myself because I wanted to look into this. But because the Satanic Temple was um, mobilizing to basically try to use religious liberty because you know how Republicans love religious liberty. Oh, I know. It's all about but, freedom of religion. So, But it's all about so they can get away with their fucking bullshit right. over their false religion. But, yeah. but, this, but the Satanists are always... Yeah, they're always happy to jump in there and go, well, as long as we're talking about religious liberty, um, we'd like to move in there and make absolutely goddamn sure that anyone who is a member of our church, anyone, anyone who is part of our organization doesn't have to abide by your bullshit laws. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's, what's wonderful is that, uh, Dan Crenshaw, who is a, a Texas uh, Republican asshole, he's the guy with the eye patch. Oh, you know who fact, I'm talking about. When I was reading about all of this after seeing it, I I, I came across him, he's, and I was actually thinking that Dan Crenshaw was kind of hot. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. But he's still a Republican asshole. Of course he yeah. is. Well, it is it is very much uh, up your alley that someone who is really inappropriate and would kick the shit out of you is exactly who you're going to be like, ooh, yeah. But he's just one blowjob away from becoming a screaming liberal, you know. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just hasn't uh, he just hasn't met you yet. That's all. Uh, but. Um, he uh he found out that the satanic temple was um jumping into the abortion issue in Texas and Dan Crenshaw decided to tweet if you're ever wondering if you're on the right side of history just check which side the satanists are on and he thought he was being clever but mm-hmm. really he was just emphasizing it's like yeah the satanists are always on the right side. Oh, yeah. Because they always have the actual logical argument that you cannot argue with because they are arguing your side of it, Dan Crenshaw. They are proving to you that your side of the argument... (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, it's like what they don't realize, like Satan is a Christian god. Yeah, he's totally there in Satan doesn't exist outside of Christianity. Give me a fucking... I mean, other evil, but, but Satan... Satanists are... They don't worship Satan, who the doesn't devil. exist anyway. Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't exist anyway. But they don't worship him. They... It, it's the ultimate anti-Christian. And I remember I used to be a offended by upside down crosses because of my upbringing but isn't upside down crosses isn't that was it was it saint peter 
Was it St. Peter who was crucified on an upside-down cross? Oh, there is some weird, yeah, but you know this Satanist would use it, and all like the heavy metal stoners in the 80s would have their upside-down Well, the, the, ear, the earring with uh, that was the yeah, upside-down cross. Yeah, and I used yeah. to be really offended by that, but then I'm realizing, like, you know, that's a perfect symbolism of being anti-Christian, and I have no more guilt or no more karmic weird energy feeling bad about being rabidly anti-christian right and so i'm all about these satanists and i think they're wonderful people like i would have been friends with all of them that they were interviewing they were really really cool and they're all about women's rights and gay rights and human rights and social justice and fuck all this white Christian bullshit in America. And I thought it was just great. And the whole tone of this movie was to that. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm totally going to look it up. they showed all the footage they showed. It was just like these fat white men in suits. Well, do you see on the dollar bill? Yes. It says in God we trust. Yeah, and it also has a pyramid uh, you know. with a with an with an all seeing eye on it, and all these Masonic symbols and shit. That if yeah. if they read too much into that, they wouldn't like that either. But, yeah, but it was just like all these like <laughs> white fat old fucks talking about goddamn Jesus and goddamn the Bible, and they were just like getting pissed off. Whereas the Satanists were like, it's all about social justice. They're like, no, we don't worship the devil as an entity because he doesn't exist. Yeah. This is completely anti-Christian. Well, you know, Stuff evangelical Christians so have never that. been, they've never been too caught up in, you know, facts. They they really no. don't let facts get in the way of their arguments ever. And they really don't, they don't even let the Bible get in the way of their arguments because, you know, they might notice that God aborts babies all the fucking time. And, you know, so if they're, if they really had a problem with it, you know, maybe they would, uh, read their own fucking book. I mean, there's, if I remember right, there's like a recipe in the Bible for how to kill a baby. How to, how to, how to, how to, you know. How to terminate an unwanted parasite? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How to spontaneously, um, abort the little... Well, I still, I still like my thing. I want, like, bowls of Plan B pills, like Tic Tacs. On the cafeteria tables of every high school. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but anyway, let's. Uh, this is not supposed to be about abortion. It's supposed to be about the temple. It's of supposed Satan. to be about Satan. God damn or the it! The satanic temple. The satanic temple. I'm sorry. Yes. But anyway, no. But it was really, really interesting. And the people that I mean, I, you know, come across people that are Satanists. And I've always thought they were, like, a really interesting, very sweet people, and we've never talked in detail, but I did know that they always largely uh, identified as atheists, and it was just a movement of 
humanitarianism to get rid of this bullshit that religion hides behind in America. And it was just really interesting. It really, really made me respect the Satanists, you know? Although you do have to, you, um, you do have to differentiate between the church of Satan and the satanic temple because they do. The church of Satan is just a bunch of stupid pissed off Catholics that worship the devil because I'm sorry, Anton LaVey, I'm sorry to piss off all my pagan friends who are wrong in their belief that Aleister Crowley is anything but a Satan-worshipping, angry Catholic. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. That is Church of Satan. It's blasphemy for the sake of blasphemy because they're Christians and they because they believe in the wrath of the Christian God. They don't like right. it, so they're going to worship the devil as an entity because they feel oppressed because they really believe in the false Christian God. That is the church of Satan. Yeah. It's almost like they're doing it to prove it even more. It's yeah, it's weird. Remember that is the church. Of remember Satan. when we were at that con, remember it was at control that one year, the first time we were at control, the year that like magic, the gathering was like a new thing. And people, like, people kept disappearing into rooms to go play Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And the people from, was it Wizards of the Coast? Is that who was Magic the Gathering? Yeah, yeah. And they was. were there. And remember, like, one of, like, the bigwigs from Wizards of the Coast was there at the con. And we were so weirded out by him because he totally reminded us of Anton LaVey. Uh, Do you remember I don't that? Remember that? Like I, don't I was remember. so uncomfortable. Like I didn't know what Magic the Gathering was, but I had a feeling that it made me uncomfortable because that guy reminded me of Anton LaVey. Uh, like I was like, I don't know what this is, but I feel like I don't want to have anything to do with it. But then yeah, it started yeah, ruining I, cons because people would go to cons and half the people going to the cons would just be in rooms somewhere playing a goddamn card yeah. game and not being out and drinking and having fun with everyone else. It was very weird. Yeah, and I remember I've always wanted to read the Satanic Bible because I'd be interested in to see what it has to say. I have I've always understood Satanism to be a very ethical, albeit hedonistic um i almost want to say narcissistic yeah yeah but maybe in a different way but i've always seen satanism to be very ethical yeah and just the antithesis of all of the control and the oppression of christianity so i'd be really interested in the satanic bible and i'd be really interested in what like Anton LaVey himself would have had to say, right? Right. I remember, I don't know if I read the whole thing. Yeah. I do remember when I did read it, um, I remember rolling my eyes a lot. Yeah. But I don't yeah. remember enough specifically to remember exactly why. Yeah, but I know that I've met people in my travels... Yeah. Particular thinking of a particular person, which I'm not going to talk about because I've told this story before. That I met at Renfair one year, who was like a hardcore 
theistic Satanists as opposed to the temple, right. the satanic temple, which is not theistic Satanism. Right. But the theistic Satanists, give me a break. And the stuff that he said, I was like, oh, please, that never happened. Oh, please, that's never real. I mean, it was right up there with speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit and blah, blah. I mean, it's right up with that level of bullshit. Because all the Church of Satan is, is Catholicism. Right. But the opposite. Like, they basically take the the rituals of Catholicism, but go, ooh, but let's paint everything black. And, you know, anyway, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure there's people that disagree, and I, you know, I don't know that much about it, and I don't care to, so don't try to educate me, because I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> if you believe in Satan as an entity, and you're worshiping him, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, fuck off. <laughs> but if you're a member of the Satanic Temple, you're pretty dumb. You're pretty I cool. am totally on board and call me up because I may even join you. Because right. I think it's fucking fabulous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Hail Satan. Hail Satan! On, <laughs> on Hulu. I am really so great. looking it up. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm, and I'm I just got to say, I don't know if he's gay. I don't know if he's straight. I know this is not his real name because he uses a fake name to protect himself. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But Lucian Greaves. Yeah. If you ever hear this, you're hot. I love you. I knew you would. Let's go out on a date because I want to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you'd like him. But Lucian, no. That I will always respect you, but I'm not an atheist and I will be pagan through and through. Right. But I'll still marry you. Because <laughs> God, he's hot. But his name sounds like Lotion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, Producer Michael. Producer Michael, hi. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. satanic temple uh-huh which you know my future husband leads by the way if i didn't make <laughs> that clear earlier thank you very much oh i think we got it yeah uh anyway the satanic temple is in salem mass 
Yes. And which it was actually recently they were vandalized, the Satanic Temple. Really? The headquarters. Which doesn't surprise me entirely, but it does sort of surprise me in the sense that that town is completely exists for making money off its ugly history as far as harassing oh it's so weird so-called witches and being like this supernatural blah 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 place Uh, god you know so it almost surprises me that the satanic temple would have been vandalized because i don't think the museum of witchcraft is vandalized because it's like a revered thing in salem oh you know yeah you know it's salem is such that whole part i mean that whole part of the country is so weird i you know one of these days i'm gonna go up there because as much as i mean i've been to i've been to cape cod because i have a cousin who lives on cape cod who grew up in florida but ended up up there and so i've been like all up and down the cape but i i haven't i haven't really been to like the rest of massachusetts but like i've always been kind of interested in like doing like you know historical trips because oh yeah i mean be fascinating as much as as ugly as you know the puritan you know genocide of the natives and everything was it's also unfortunately my family history Uh (laughs) you know and so it's it's ugly and disgusting but it's also something that you know i i'm weirdly drawn to because it's like it's something i feel like i you know i've and i've like even before i knew that i had a mayflower guy in (laughs) in my family (laughs) Um, but even, even before that, like I, I knew that that part of the country was like a thing that I, I I was always kind of drawn up there. But the thing about, about Salem that's so weird is that it just sort of like Salem just sort of decided, I mean, they were sort of, that town was sort of tangentially involved in witch trials and stuff, but Mm -hmm. in reality, that place wasn't really where shit happened. They were near where things happened. And it had, they had like, there was another town nearby that also was named Salem something that changed its name later because of the ugliness. Mm-hmm. But because this town was still called Salem and the the name Salem was associated with it, it they kind of just sort of absorbed it. But what's, But what's really, really weird about it is that, like, the town, and it's a fairly recent thing where the town just sort of decided, let's have tourism and let's, let's find a way to make this city all witchy and spooky and fun and we'll make a lot of money around Halloween and shit. Even though if you're going to try to profit off of the fucking abomination uh, yeah. that you're claiming, that you're Basically, claiming that yeah. it doesn't even belong to you anyway, but even if it did, 
It's like that is like the grossest thing to yeah, pretend. Yeah, it's like oh, let's make money off past torture and executions. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good. Way. Hey, the, but it's a good money making thing. You know? Well, apparently, and what's what's really strange though is that like, um, you know, there's a there's a statue there of uh, Samantha from Bewitched mm-hmm. that apparently was put up. I don't know like within the last, you know, 20 years or so. And people were really upset about it. And it's like, um, if it was... I would be upset about it because it's so unrealistically portraying what a witch really is. Except that Bewitched is the only reason why that city is associated. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing, nobody was looking at Salem, Massachusetts as anything to do with that yeah. except that the TV show decide because that TV show was all very feminist and stuff yeah. and she traveled back in time and went to Salem, Massachusetts and got all the witches set free and exposed all the prejudices of all the mean men mm-hmm. and because of that people in the area were like oh we could, we could start, that was the, a year after that happened was when they opened the Witch Museum. Yeah, well, all right for making a buck, but yeah. But, <laughs> but like, why were know, people upset? Because of the witchcraft? Because, because it's it was not realistic to it, witchcraft or because it was attached to witchcraft and they don't like it, even though it's not? Because it was attached to a TV show. Oh, I see. Okay. Because okay. Samantha's not because they want to be the kind of witches that wear pointy hats. Okay. They because they have an image to protect. This bullshit image that isn't a realistic image anyway, but they don't like this groovy 60s bitch. They don't like that kind of witch because it's oh, not the okay. kind so of it wasn't bullshit even fake like witch. real witches or real practitioners or real pagans that were bent out of shape. It was people that there was going that the image wasn't. The yeah, the only what they wanted the it to be Halloween. The only real witches that are there moved there. Yeah. Because feminists and witches moved there in the 70s because in the 70s paganism and feminism and stuff all started kind of stirring up anyway. Yeah. And Salem was a place where a lot of that kind of took hold and kind of people started moving there. And so it all just kind of Hey, let's have a cafe and we'll put a we'll put a witch's hat on our sign. And ooh, we'll okay. have, you know, ooh, we'll do card readings and ooh, we'll have, and you know, you can there's oh my god, this I w- when I was looking through stuff, I saw a picture of a picture from the front of a gift shop that there was a t-shirt that said I got stoned in Salem. Oh, see the yeah, no. and it was like yeah, no. Who is that for? You're seriously Ugh. making a joke out of like executing people. Uh huh. It's like that's not cute. That's not funny. And then there's people who live there who are just trying to live their lives. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, God damn it. It's like people are ending up like hating Halloween because of all the goddamn tourists who are like, ooh, it's spooky season. And it's like, 
But it has nothing to do with Halloween or Samhain or whatever the fuck. Because it's not real. The witches that were there were not actually witches. Oh my god, it's so awful. And it's like, I was looking at... There's there's this place. Well, okay. There's the museum, and then there's this this thing that has like a oh, it's like a reenactment, but it's like a play, and it's mm-hmm. called Cry Innocent, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. And um, I read multiple articles that talked about this thing, and the woman who does it, she, I mean, she okay, bless her heart. You know, she really is trying to do something good but the people you don't get to control who shows up to your little play and when you're when you're in the middle of a town that can't decide okay well first of all you know like if if salem's going to talk about salem's history they're going to be talking about genocide of natives they're going to be talking about the whaling industry they're going to be talking you know they're going to be talking (laughs) about the the usual coastal puritan shit yeah and then when it gets to that when it gets to the the witch trials and all that shit they have this weird twisted way of presenting it where because it's a little uncomfortable and so they can't seem to make up their minds they they present it sort of seriously like frowny face serious mm-hmm. like they don't want to make it seem like they're making light of it because well obviously it was bad and we're making frowny faces about it yeah but that doesn't mean we're not gonna take your money and you know well, sell you a t-shirt and you know it's like uh but the, but she, this woman on this one interview, she was talking about how like, like a classroom of like middle schoolers came and she was pissed off because they, the if the audience comes in with an agenda and then they don't listen to what's being said in the play because she, because mm-hmm. it has a lot of audience participation and her yeah. idea is, it's like, you are, it's like the trial is happening and it's, you know, it's sort of a, it's a completely, um, complete dramatization. So it's not any, it's a fake case, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the idea is that people from the audience are encouraged to, you know, accuse or offer evidence or whatever mm-hmm. and like participate in it. And this whole group of like middle schoolers showed up. Being like, we're going to smash the patriarchy, which is all fun and dandy, but you're missing the point because her whole thing is if you're, if you refuse to like, if you, if you refuse to have any empathy for all the people involved and like Mm -hmm. really try to put yourself there and try to understand all the people involved, then you're actually not going to learn anything. Yeah, yeah. Like her her whole point of the the existence of this whole play is that everyone should leave there thinking about it. You know, like learning learning from history and possibly approaching the current world differently mm-hmm. and seeing things differently. But people are coming in just being like you bad, you good. I don't need to see. I don't need to see this to tell me anything. Oh well, of course. 
It's just like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate that she's trying, that she's at least trying to use it for some kind of good. Yeah. But she might be one of the few people in the middle of all of this that's not just making a mockery of, you know. Ugh. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting because I was reading stuff from the uh, the Museum of Witchcraft in Salem. Yeah. And... There's a really interesting story on their, you know, the official blog that's been, you know, from their main website. And it was comparing that to all the McCarthyism bullshit in the 50s with the communism. Right. And it was written from, you know, a gay person's perspective. So it was written about the gay community and it was tying it all basically just how stupid and fucked American is, Americans are. Oh, yeah. And how gross our society is and how our society has been gross from day one. Oh, and yeah. And tied all this stuff together and all the, you know, the witch hunting of the communists and the witch hunting of the gays because of AIDS. Right. You know, and the witch hunting of the liberals because people are stupid enough to think that Donald Trump is good. You know right. what I mean? It, right. And they tied it all. And I thought, so the perspective of the actual witchcraft museum is actually really good. And they have all this historical information on the thing. And they have a whole new exhibit that opened a few years ago that's about modern witchcraft and what it actually really is and how it has nothing to do with this made-up bullshit that the Puritans believed in. But doesn't that museum also... really interesting. But doesn't that museum also have a green-faced, pointy-hatted witch in it? Oh, yeah, because that's, you know, going to get the people in. But I think it's interesting that they made... They're making an effort to make it be understood what it really was. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, the rah-rah party girls and the stupid frat boys that are probably going to go there to get drunk on Halloween night and go to all these places don't have the mental capacity to really understand any of that, you know? Right. Speaking of that museum, there was a thing, this one article... This, this this one article was my favorite article and it was way, way, way too long and I will absolutely link it in the show notes because everyone should yeah. read it because it's amazing. Um, this, I, I will, in fact, I will say who wrote it. Her name was uh, Robin DeRosa. And um, it, it's like a really, really long, very academic kind of article mm-hmm. about how she was just walking through Salem just trying to find real shit and it took her a long time to find out that there was a museum that actually was filled with real stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't where any of the tourists were. And she found out you could actually walk into this place and just say, uh, hi, can I see stuff from the from the witch trials? And then they just take you in a room and hand you a box and go, here you go. And you can just go and read actual transcripts, like handwritten, really see, old things. that's cool, yeah. And she's like, I don't have to wear special gloves. I don't have to, like, what? This is, you're really not protecting this? I can just walk in here? But so, but, um, but she, but she also ran into tourists who would go to the Salem Witch Museum and thinking they were going to see real shit. And then they were like really sad that they weren't seeing real shit. And yeah. she was going like, gee, I, I don't know. Should I tell him? 
because apparently it's not common knowledge. You just go to that museum over there. You yeah. go to three blocks down. It's over there if you want to see the real shit. But she said in the Salem Witch Museum, um, there's a point where uh, you get the guide takes you down to the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And this was part of her part of her thing when she was kind of explaining about the very dramatic and, oh, my God, really, is this how we're going to present this stuff? And this was uh, this was what was uh, said by the, the narrator or their guide. Before we go, I want to tell you a few facts about our dungeon. This is a recreation, not the original dungeon. The original stood about 500 yards from here on Federal Street. The telephone company stands there today. About 50 years ago, they were digging a new foundation for a new phone company, and they came across the remains of the original dungeon. They did save a few artifacts from it. Most of them are at the Peabody Essex Museum, which is actually the real one that she was talking about. Yeah. And we have one beam downstairs from the original that I'll point out when we go down. So when they go down there, the the person says as they go as they go down, you're welcome to touch the beam from the original ah. dungeon if you like. <laughs> but if you turn into a frog, I'm not responsible. And I'm like, God oh, damn it. Lord. And I'm like, oh my god. They, they, it's like, oh, here, here's, here's a real actual thing. Let's make a joke of it. Yeah, and that's, it's an actual you know. dungeon where people were kept in prison, and here's a horrible thing. But let's make a joke about turning people into a fucking frog. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand like the value of those. You know, the museum is like a history, like a tragic thing. Like the people that go visit Auschwitz, which I would never want to do. I freak me out too much. But anyway. But Halloween tourism based on this thing that has nothing to do with Halloween, which, you know, any, I mean, we I, so go into the Halloween, Samhain, witchcraft, blah, blah, blah. It all has to do with one another. This has nothing to do with actual witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, and we, and we just, did a whole Halloween and, episode yes. where we talked about what uh, the Halloween version of a witch and how it has to do with how women used to brew beer. And you can listen to our own yeah, Halloween episodes. Because if it you really hear about is that. the equivalent of having a Halloween party at Auschwitz because horrible things happened <laughs> Ausch- there. Auschwitz. 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 But this is Auschwitz. I mean, it's really, it's the equivalent of that. And nobody Um, would not be offended by that. It's just, it's so... Horrible torture and killing happened here. And that's what Halloween is about. So let's have a big costume party here at the concentration camp. Let's get all of our kids to dress up as witches. And then we'll all be like, oh, let's celebrate witches by going to a place where people... Where people murdered them. Where yeah, people, I just don't... people hated witches so much that they accused women of being witches just because they felt like they were up to something. Yeah. And but, all uh... these witches, all these all these women who weren't doing a goddamn thing wrong, they all were put to death for being women. Yep. And it's just Heaven one forbid. more one more yeah. example of the filth of America. Ugh. god damn it and just imagine if every if every city in america 
if their number one tourism thing was, what's the worst fucking thing about this city? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can make money off of it. Like, do we have like a disgusting sinkhole full of putridity? Let's <laughs> let's put let's build a park around it and people pay to come in and see it. People, like, know, I I'm sure they would. Uh, and you could market it as like a portal to hell or something. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Oh my god. See, at least in Austin, like we have bats, but bats are cute and bats are nice. But no one's trying to like you know, there's there's never been anything bad about bats. And we're all about bats are cute, bats are nice, everyone be nice to the bats. And watch and then you go stand under them and then when they fly at, at at dusk, they pee on you, and you go, ah! Right. <laughs> and then you go, oh, shit, I'll never do that again. But everyone has to do that once. I remember, I, I saw them many times, because I thought it was so great to see, like, the hordes of them go, but I don't think I'd ever been peed on one, by one. Well, maybe you, maybe you were sad. smart enough to stand at a different angle. I've only been on the bridge. I've never been I want to be peed on, but maybe they just didn't have to go. <laughs> See, and that's the thing about this show, guys. If you don't listen to every single episode, you won't get our jokes. <laughs> Those bats just didn't have to go. And they, they can't feel guilty about that. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Why should I feel guilty about that? <laughs> Mr. Vagina. <laughs> Anyway. Happy Halloween, though. Yes. Happy happy Halloween, Halloween. everyone. (laughs) On that note. Fabulous. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. frozen are you even are you completely frozen or am i frozen Um, no i can't be frozen and skype is being very naughty no it's you you're frozen i'm texting you just so you know amelia for editing purposes i'm texting you right now because skype is being naughty okay well poop all right, let's... Oh, crap. Get this going again. Hello? Hey, okay, my audacity is still on, so... Yeah, mine too. Okay, so we'll just continue back on. I've no, I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs>